You're here listening to the Soul Expansion Podcast because intuitively you know there's more to life. There's something more here. And truthfully, we access that something more in our own bodies, in our own souls. We have all the wisdom we need. And when we can access this within ourselves, business, money, impact, and every area of our life becomes so much more easeful, relaxed, and abundant. My name is Kristen Kosinski, and I'm here as your guide and your host, but this is your journey. So let the journey begin. So Expansion Mastermind is denied, it's designed to help you connect back into your heart, to help you feel good enough now, because if you feel good enough now, the money comes naturally. If you feel good enough now, everything you put out into the world in the online space is like imbued or saturated, I like that word saturated, with love, with abundance with all the good energy, all the good clean energy that naturally causes clients to flock to you. And what I would encourage you to do is witness this phenomenon in the online space, right? So if you have someone that you follow where you always get like an <laughs> feeling from them, and I get that feeling from my old content, so maybe it was me in the past, I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> I didn't feel good enough for a long time in my business. Right? So witness this in the online space where if you have someone you follow where it's like an, uh, like, like you get like an, a gross feeling or like a, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to read this. Look at that and like feel what that feels like. And then look at someone else in the online space where it just feels so natural. It feels so connected. It feels like they're truly being themselves and notice how that feels. All of that is energy, right? They could be using the exact same marketing strategy. They could even be using the exact same language, right? They could copy and paste each other's content. But if one person is coming from this energy of, I'm whole, I'm good enough now, I have a mission and a movement to share, and I don't have to force it, I can trust that I'm enough now, that feels so much different than someone who's like, I gotta prove it, I gotta, I gotta help them understand why I'm worth hiring because deep down I don't feel good enough. I got to strategize my way to the top. I got to, um, whatever it is, right? You can feel the energetic difference. You can feel the energetic flow. Um, I'm just looking at a question here. When you are in a reality of not enough money wise, keeping yourself in a good place mentally and energetically tips. Yeah, it's really fucking hard, right? It's really fucking hard. So there's a lot of things to say about this. Mm, let me feel into what wants to come through right now. Well, here's what I would say. What do you think you will feel when abundance is like already here for you, right? Like, what do you think you will feel when, oh, I see a, another question too. I'm going to come to that one, Vandela. Um, so what do you think you will feel when abundance is already here for you? What do you think you will feel inside your body when your bank account is flush and overflowing and full and juicy? What do you think you will feel when all your bills are on auto pay? What do you think you will feel? And, and you'll, you'll write those feelings down. Maybe it's spacious. Maybe it's relaxed. Maybe it's calm. Maybe it's abundant. Maybe it's excited. Maybe it's joyful, right? Whatever the good feelings are. And then, 
how can you create that even on a micro scale in your life now with some sort of activity? I find this is how I did it in the beginning of my money mindset journey. I find that going for a walk with the intention to feel abundant is so simple and yet, and free and yet so powerful, right? It's, it's the intentionality behind creating these routines that truly feel good and nourishing and abundant to you and then choosing to do them every single day. Or if you, if you don't want to go for a walk or if you can't go for a walk for some reason, then maybe it's reading a book that is not about business, right? Maybe it's, uh, taking a bubble bath. Maybe it's eating food that you really love, right? So it's bringing that pleasure into your life now, even before the money comes. So often what we do with, with our life is, is we deny ourselves even the most simple, free or inexpensive pleasures. We deny ourselves those simple pleasures because we don't feel good enough without the money. And so, but that, that keeps us in a state of not enough, not enough, not enough, right? And so for me, what really helped in the beginning was not denying myself the simplest pleasures, right? Like how often do you really want a latte, but instead you get a coffee because it's like $2 cheaper, right? Or how often do you rush through your shower? Here's another free example, right? How often do you rush through your shower, like trying to get done as fast as possible because you have to get started on your business? How can you start to slow even that down into a luxurious experience where by the end of it, you feel all those feelings you want to feel when the money is here, right? Where at, at the end of that shower or that bath, you actually feel relaxed. You actually feel calm. You actually feel safe. You actually feel well rested or whatever it is, right? So how can you do that with even the free things, even the things you're already doing? It's just shifting your energy around the things you're already doing, right? For me, I've been walking my dogs forever. I've been walking my dogs since I had dogs, right? And I used to walk my dogs from this energy of, I got to get this done so I can get back to my business. I got to get this done so I can get back to my business. And so the whole time I wasn't even enjoying the fact that I was outside and the flowers are blooming and there's sun shining maybe, or my dog is like enjoying himself and that's a beautiful thing, right? So I was completely missing out on life, which is really what it is, right? I was completely missing out on life. I wasn't present. I wasn't connected. I was still connected to the fact that I got to do more for my business. So even in the fucking walking of my dogs, I felt not good enough in my business. So the shift, which is, it's a decision, it's a choice, and it's hard. I'm not going to lie to you. It was a hard shift to make over and over again. And I didn't always feel resourced enough to make it because of my own trauma. But the shift for me came when I allowed myself to enjoy walking my dogs. Same activity, different energy right? And it took a long time for me to feel safe doing that. So there's another question, um, a couple questions. Okay. How do you know that you're on the right path? Any tips on how to overcome self-doubt, overthinking, and second-guessing even the smallest decisions? <sighs> yes. How do you, I'm going to say it one more time for myself, for my unconscious mind. How do you know that you're on the right path? Any tips on how to overcome self-doubt, overthinking and second guessing even the smallest decisions. 
Mm. Well, the mind is always going to second guess. That's what I would say. The mind is always going to second guess. The mind is always going to say, well, what if you did this? The mind is always going to believe some sort of story that was programmed into you in early childhood or in young adulthood, right? And so what I would say is don't trust the mind. What I would say is if the mind is spinning, come back to the body. And you can also do this through journaling, right? So if you're really disconnected from your body, which I was for a very long time, you can also do this through journaling, right? So if, if you may, if you want to make a decision, right? Like let's say you want to buy apples today. I'm going to use just like a really basic bitch example. I'm sure it's like probably bigger decisions that you're worried about, but let's, let's use a basic bitch example. Like should I buy apples or should I buy oranges? <laughs> right? So if you stay up in the mind, and this is if you're disconnected to your body, if you are connected to your body, I recommend drop into your body. But if you're disconnected from your body, you can do this with journaling. If you stay in the mind and you don't journal, you spin and you spin and you spin and you spin and you spin. So get those thoughts out on paper. So instead of spinning in the mind, you say, do I want apples? Yes or no. And then you answer yes or no, right? On the journal. Do I want oranges? Yes or no. Do I want apples and oranges? Yes or no, right? And that's like a really basic bitch example. But if we, if we keep everything up in the headspace, it will, it will loop and we won't ever get anywhere. So my recommendation is journal. Um, but the better, the better way over time is getting connected to your body because your body naturally knows and especially your heart. <sighs> your heart fucking knows everything, right? Like your heart knows if you should go live and talk about channeled money truths today, right? Like your heart knows what email you should send to your audience. Your heart knows what childhood part of you maybe needs a little more attention today, right? So my, my long-term recommendation is connect to the heart because the heart knows. The heart never questions anything. The heart, the heart never gets confused. The heart fucking knows, right? And the heart is like where our, our most divine intelligence comes from. We think our most divine intelligence lives in the mind, but our most divine intelligence lives in the heart. So if you are disconnected from your heart journaling or longer term journey, connect to the heart. Okay, there was another question. Um, what are ways to feel good now and stay in that space whenever you're reminded that you haven't manifested whatever it is you want yet? What are ways to feel good now and stay in that space whenever you're reminded that you haven't manifested whatever it is you want yet. Okay, so a couple things with this, um, and you're welcome. <sighs> okay, so let me feel into this. Okay, so um, it kind of comes back to the beginning of this live, right? So noticing that it's not here now and like feeling into that very deeply to where you're like, oh, it's not here now continues to perpetuate it's not here now, right? And and I know your question was, how do you feel good even when that happens? But I just wanna make sure that the energy is clear so you know what to do from an energetic standpoint and then I'll give recommend, recommendations. 
So if you notice it's not here now and like your, your mind is attaching to the truth of it's not here now, it's not here now, it's not here now, it's not here now. You can actually feel my energy starting to drop and it's like, I don't want to do anything, right? And this probably happens to you when it's not here now. It's either, it's either I don't want to do anything or it's like, let me force it to come, right? It's like usually one of those two, uh, ego reactions, right? So when you're noticing it's not here now, um, a couple things to feel into is why don't you want it yet? Which is a kind of a fucked up question that maybe your ego is like, well, I fucking want it, right? <laughs> right, but, but on some deep level, maybe you don't want it, right? And it's often coming from a really traumatized place when we're not open to receiving what we desire, right? So for me, there were a lot of times where I didn't want money to come because I secretly wanted to control how the money came, right? On a very deep, unconscious, traumatized level, I wanted to control the fucking universe. <laughs> Can you like picture me with like a knife? Like I want to control the universe, right? So it was very much like that where like, um, I wouldn't let money come because I wanted to control how money came, but that's not how money works, right? So the first question um, I would ask yourself if it hasn't come in yet is why don't I want it? And go deep here, right? Like journal on it for a while, meditate on it for a while, feel into your body for a while and, and see what's there. Why don't I want it? Um, the other thing is, am I waiting for something to happen for me to feel worthy of getting it? Sometimes that comes in where it's like, I'm waiting for more engagement on my social media and then I'll feel worthy of this thing. Or I'm waiting for, um, I don't know, I'm waiting for, this This happens a lot for me when like I wanna invest in something new. I'll often get into this state where it's like I'm waiting for 17 new clients to come before I'll do the thing that my heart is leading me to do. So we can kind of get in this state of like waiting for something else to happen and like attaching this meaning of like when this happens, then I can have that. So look at that and see if there's any of that like convolution there. Um, so why don't I want it? Do I think there's like a when then when this happens, then that can happen type of thing going on here. Um, and then your original question was like, how do I feel good now, even before the thing doesn't come? Well, it's, it's kind of like what I said to Melissa. It's like, how can you take your daily activities, things you're already doing, and instead of being so attached and so focused on what's not here, can you start to really immerse yourself into the living of your life, knowing that the thing you want is on its way? Again, easier said than done. This is why healing is so powerful for manifestation work because a lot of times we can't even get to that state. I know for me, for months, years, one at least one year, I don't know about years, plural, but for a really long time, I couldn't even live my damn life because I was still searching for something that wasn't there. Over and over and over again. And why does that happen? Because internally we don't feel good enough right? And that was my story for so long. So do the worthiness work to feel good enough now. Take your daily activities like walking the dog or even doing the dishes. I used to do this with doing the dishes, like the most mundane, like in my mind, the most annoying chore, right? Like the most mundane task. I would wash those dishes like 
money was the water on the dishes. And I would like scrub those dishes like I was scrubbing money on a car, like on a Mercedes or something. <laughs> the weird games I play with myself. Um, but take something you're already doing and make it a fucking game that makes you feel good. Make it a game that makes you feel abundant. Make it a game that helps you like get into this state of knowing that you are supported. Um, and again, this is where healing really, really came in a lot for me. I know not everyone needs it. I think it depends on what your life experience was and, and how you feel now, right? Like if I say to you, feel good enough now and you're like, but how? or but I can't, or I want to, but I'm not. Well, okay, that tells me, okay, let's let's do some healing there. If I say feel good enough now, and you're like, okay, got it, done, and you can actually feel it in your body, and it feels stable, it feels secure, it's consistent, then maybe you don't need healing. Um, someone asked me that before, she might be here live. Um, she was like, how do you know if you need the healing work? Well, if I say, can you feel good enough now, even before the thing comes, and the answer is a big fat fucking no, invitation to do the healing work. <laughs> Hello, if you're just joining, I'm doing free coaching at this point. So if you have any questions, please drop them in the chat, in the comments. What are we on? We're on Instagram Live, not Zoom. <laughs> Was that helpful? Um, people who, Vendela and Melissa, when I answered your questions, was that helpful? Yes. Um, story while I wait for more questions to come in. Some of you, if you're on my email list, you might know this, but I'm literally in an empty apartment. This is an air mattress I'm sitting on. Um, so I'm in this empty apartment, no TV, no, we have Wi-Fi, obviously. Um, but there's like nothing going on in this apartment. There's not even a couch to sit on. I'm sitting on an air mattress, right? And so I'm here with my dogs. And for a while, my husband was actually gone. He was out at a conference, um, out of state. And it's because they took all our furniture to move down. Go ahead and ask your question, uh, Neha. I'm just telling a story while I wait for questions. Um, and so they took all our furniture. It's on its way to Florida. We're starting our road trip to Florida on Thursday but they picked up our furniture on Friday. So for like days on end, I've had nothing to do except be alone with my thoughts. <laughs> and so the reason why I'm telling this story is because it like really embodied in my, in my very being, like in my very soul, it embodied this truth of no matter what the external looks like, you have to feel good enough internally for good things to happen, for, for the abundance to come in your business, right? So it doesn't matter that I have no furniture. I've been able to have a fucking blast in this time because I've been meditating and journaling and, you know, really like cultivating my own inner experience, right? And that's where wealth, money, clients, everything comes from is when you feel deeply good enough with no furniture, with no TV, with no things whatsoever, then you're a match for abundance no matter what the external looks like, right? The external is only a reflection of what happened in the past, right? So if you look at your bank account and you see not good enough, then in the past you felt not good enough. But right now today you can start to do the work to feel good enough now and over time your bank account will start to reflect good enough, great, amazing, sexy, juicy, right? So the apartment story is all here to say, like, it really is the internal state. Like the external can look empty. It can look 
broken. It can look disgusting. I don't love this apartment if I'm being honest. And, and you can still find that abundance within. And that's, that's all abundance is. Find the abundance within and it will reflect out. Everything outside is a mirror for inside. Everything on the outside is a mirror for how you felt in the past on the inside. So if you feel good on the inside now, if you feel good enough now on the inside, the outside will start to mirror that, right? It's all a mirror for your unconscious. Okay, a bunch of questions came in, so I'm gonna go to those. Um, okay. I often seem to avoid healing my limiting money beliefs. What do you think is the best way to face those challenges? <sighs> How is avoiding them serving you would be my first question. How is avoiding them serving you? How is it protecting you? How is it keeping you safe to avoid them? Um, a really good question to journal on too is what is the unconscious benefit to avoiding healing my limiting money, money beliefs? Like how am I unconsciously benefited by avoiding this? And it sounds a little weird, but we often are unconsciously benefited by staying in our comfort zone or staying where we're at because it's known. And it, if it's known, it feels more certain, stable, and safe, right? So again, this comes from our childhood wounding. We are so deeply afraid of growth and uncertainty because it's uncertain, right? And in the past, when we were kids, maybe uncertainty was really scary. Maybe uncertainty meant harm. Maybe uncertainty meant you would get rejected or left behind, right? So we, this is why we stay stuck for so long. Because for our little inner child parts, it feels so much safer to stay in the same pattern, even if that pattern is toxic, even if that pattern is causing us to accumulate debt, even if that pattern is causing us to run into the same burnout cycle over and over and over again, that feels safer to our system because at least we know what the fuck it is, right? So Liz, that's what I would feel into and journal on is what is the unconscious benefit that I'm getting by avoiding this problem? And what do I need? Maybe this is, this is the follow-up question. What do I need right now to feel safe working through this problem? Do I need support? Do I need to join a container? Do I need to meditate? What do I need? What do I need to feel safe? Do I need to take a vacation? Do I need to go get a massage? Do I need to brush my hair? I don't know. <laughs> what do you need to feel safe? Okay, so those are my thoughts. If you have follow-up questions, let me know. I had fear of success because I'm afraid to be alone at the top and bypass my peers. Yeah, that's a big one. Oh, is that a big one? That is a big one. I feel that in my heart right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's keeping me small, keeping in my comfort zone. Yeah. Okay. So Neha says, I'm on vacation. It's been so nice to not work a lot and let go of pressure. But then I started feeling worried about money not coming in. I want to relax and receive, but it feels question mark. <laughs> like it's not happening and it's stressful in the back of my head. Yeah. 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 Um, the way this shows up for me, and maybe you'll hear something in what I share in my story. The way this shows up for me is there's, there's this unconscious part of me that feels like if she's not doing something, she feels like she's going to die. Like it's very dramatic. 
So she feels like if she's not doing something, then the world is going to end. Her business is going to fall apart. It's like this big catastrophizing thing. Um, and actually, um, this one, this one came from relationship abuse. So she believed that number one, if she wasn't doing something, she would die. Right. And then she also believed that if something outside of her wasn't controlling her, then she had to perfect things so that she could like prove to the world, like, look, I'm worth loving. Right. So the, the doing and the love is, is connected for a lot of us. We, we did stuff to get love. We had to prove ourselves to get love, right? Whatever it was to get love. And so how can you bring through whether or not your pattern is exactly like I'm describing? I imagine the medicine is the same, right? So the medicine here is how can you bring through this radical, unconditional love for that part of you that's like, I can't relax and receive right now? Can you bring through this deep, 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 deep love for her and show her that you still love her even though she's not doing anything. Because that's the fear, right? The fear is that if I'm not doing anything and money's not coming in, I'm going to lose love and or die. But like the way our parts experience death is like the loss of love, right? The loss of love is so intolerable that it feels like death. That's why these parts of us are so unconscious because it's so intolerable to feel the loss of love. And so bring in that love for this part of you. And for me, it took me a long time to feel safe in the present moment. I'm not going to lie. It took me a really long time to feel safe being here now. And that's because I was so afraid of the loss of love, right? On a deep unconscious level. So again, I'm going to bring it back. Wow, this like message from my meditation this morning fits all of your questions. If I can teach you how to love yourself, the money part is easy. The end. <laughs> it fits for every question. Okay. Uh, if you have follow-up questions, let me know. How to release the urgency of time. As a woman, I used to think due to my biological clock ticking, then I must be successful now and quickly. Yeah. Ooh. Time is like the biggest fucking edge, isn't it? I feel like a lot of us have this, this freak out about time. Um, I definitely did. I had this huge edge with time. It's still something I'm calibrating to, if I'm being honest. I'm still kind of working on my time edges. <laughs> but here's what I'll say about time. So what, what happened for me is time was a way for me to run my unconscious pattern right? So setting a deadline, it sounds a little weird, but this is what was happening. Setting a deadline for when something would happen was a way for me to stay in my unconscious pattern of proving myself for money or doing to receive or whatever it was. So it's like I could run the cycle of my unconscious pattern. I could do the, I could do the build up. I could do the big crash and I could build up again and then crash or whatever it looked like, and then I would finally surrender, and then the money would come, right? Or maybe it didn't, depending on where I was at in my journey. So how is time allowing you to stay in your cycle, your unconscious cycles? Because it probably is. Um, because a lot of our unconscious patterns have like distorted perceptions of time. One of mine was like she couldn't, she couldn't see 
present or future. She could only see past, right? So that was one of my distortions of time. Another one was time is always running out. Sounds like that might be yours, right? Time is running out. So look at that part of you that feels like time is running out. And again, bring that unconditional love and acceptance. And maybe maybe feel into and ask yourself, meditate on, journal on, what happens if time does run out? What then? What happens if time runs out? What does that mean about me? Because a lot of times we're like building up to prove to ourselves that we're good enough for the thing that we want. That's like the relationship with time as, as I've experienced it. And so come back to now. And can you feel good enough now? <laughs> if I can teach you to love yourself, the money part is easy. I'm going to like name my book that or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's what I have. Other questions? Let's see. I kind of wanted to address actually, um, Sophia, you said I had the fear of success because I was afraid to be alone at the top and bypass my peers. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to address that because I had that too. Um, so a lot of our, our wounding with like group dynamics, like surpassing our peers is a group situation, um, comes from one of two places. It can come from family, like, like deep, 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 like early, almost like tribal wounding. Um, so like from the family. Um, so for me, uh, I'll, I'll tell a story about my experience with this. So for me, what happened was my sister, love her, God bless her soul. We're polar opposites. Like we're not the same at all. Like we couldn't be more different. <laughs> and it's, it's okay. We're different human beings, right? But I, because I'm the younger sister, I so desperately wanted my older sister's approval um, in early childhood. And so I would like shut down parts of myself so that I could be more like her, right? And if you have siblings, maybe this is an experience you know, or maybe it's a little bit different if the dynamics were different. Um, another thing that showed up for me with group dynamics was uh, relationships with friendships, like relationships with, with my peers, right? My friends. Um, and I had several experiences where I made all these great friends and then this is like this weird repetitive pattern in my young adult life. I made all these great friends and then I did something that made them all hate me, mean girls, right? I did something unconsciously probably that made them all hate me and then I lost all those friends. So I had this big like massive edge with group dynamics because every time I put myself out there and I like developed all these beautiful new relationships with peers. Then I got like exiled literally by the group, like exiled. Um, and this came from high school and a little bit from college, but mostly from high school. And so look at some of your friendship dynamics. Like if you have this fear of being successful, cause you'll be alone at the top. Is that coming from a fear of like not belonging, right? Like, did you have an experience in high school where you didn't feel like you belonged? There was like this big dramatic, like you're exiled, you're out, right? Um, and it could also be an adulthood, right? Whenever I talk about like inner child stuff, it's not necessarily like um, when you were like three years old, it can be like a year ago, right? Like our unconscious forms these parts whenever we have emotional experiences that we're not willing to sit with and process through, right? 
So for me, I have I have childhood parts that are 22 years old. I have childhood parts that are 26 years old, right? Um, and some of them are, are at different stages of development than others. So I have some parts that are so intelligent that it took a really long time to see them, even with a mentor, because they're like 26 years old. So they're like fucking intelligent adults hiding from me like... <laughs> I'm not here. You don't see me, but I'm controlling you in the background. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I forget which one of mine was like 26, but she was she was a little sneaky, a little sneaky bitch. <laughs> but um yeah, I'm going to come back to my channel message. If I can teach you to love yourself, if I can help you love yourself now, the money part is easy. Because the reason why these unconscious parts and patterns and dynamics form is because we, we're not accepting of ourselves, right? And so we, we shove it away. We push it down. We push it into the unconscious. That's literally what we do. If there's a part of us we don't love, we push it into our unconscious mind so we don't have to deal with it. But it's still fucking there. Right. And usually it's like sounding an alarm like, Haha, I'm back here. <laughs> I'm back here and I know you don't love me. So I'm going to keep sounding the alarm until you love me. <laughs> it's literally how these childhood parts work. Um, OK, so that was just a fun little aside. OK, so yeah. So, yes, I was bullied due to due to my achievements and being the smartest girl in school. Yeah. So you were at the top and you were bullied for it. Is it any wonder that now that feels really scary to your system, right? If you're at the top and you're bullied for it, no wonder you're afraid of success in this moment now. And so with that, like with group dynamic stuff, these things are healed in connection. So we, we can like reprogram the beliefs about what a group dynamic will be like for us. But until our body has the experience of being in a group and feeling safe and, and not being attacked for being successful, not being bullied for being successful, then that wound is still going to be there unconsciously. This is, this is the way I've experienced it. So get yourself in a group where you feel really safe. Um, also, people couldn't relate with my thoughts. They said I'm a black sheep. I've had that one. Mm, have I had that one? Yeah, female friendship has been a hard journey. Definitely. And I like, I only now have felt open to new female friends. It took me a lot of work to feel open to new female friends because we have so much sisterhood wounding. And this is, you know, again, coming from like high school, middle school, college, whatever it is, right? Yeah. And they said you're a black sheep. So my thing with the black sheep, it was like a not belonging thing. And I actually felt that way in my own family. Um, so maybe, maybe it came from earlier childhood um for you maybe it came with friendships it doesn't really matter when but for me I actually felt that way with my family I felt like the black sheep in my own family in my own house and so when I um so in my own house I felt like the black sheep and so like I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere not even in my own house not and and to a deeper level not even in my own body right and so these things can show up um, in a lot of different ways and they can come from like really early on. Yeah. So you were asking about, uh, soul expansion membership. Um, yeah. So, so for, for those of you who purchased the masterclass, we still are doing the offer, um, through the end of today, right? So it'll be expired after today. A part of me is worried about doing it, um, bringing so many issues to the surface and afraid that it will overwhelm me. Yeah. I feel that. 
I feel that. I was really afraid to do the healing work. Um, what would I say to that? I would say that your body has a natural pacing. So your, your body and your unconscious mind are actually super intelligent. And they'll, if, if you go beyond your window of tolerance, they'll actually like help you center back into like a state of numbness, which, you know, is not ideal. But, but your body and your unconscious mind are super intelligent. So what I would say, if you're feeling called to join the membership or the mastermind or something, know that if you trust your intuition, if you trust what you're feeling led to do, it's not going to overwhelm your system because your subconscious is actually really powerful and intelligent and it's not going to give you more than you can handle unless you let your ego get into it. And you're like, I got to be perfect now. I got to be healed now. If you're coming from that lens of like, I have to be healed now, then yes, you can have these really overwhelming things come through. But for me, it was not like that unless I got into that energy with my ego, right? If you just trust your intuition and you kind of trust where you're led, then you're not going to get too much that to, to where you can't handle it. Um, and if, if you do feel like there's something you can't handle, there is support in both programs. So Soul Expansion Membership has the Slack channel. I'm in there at least once a week. Um, and then Expansion Mastermind is, there's Voxer access to me. So you actually get daily support directly with me if you wanted to do Expansion Mastermind. So both programs, there's support channels if like you do come up against something where it feels too heavy for you. Um, but I mean, in my experience, like the 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 more like surface level traumas always came first for me or like the things that were like right on top so my abusive relationship that was one of the first things I worked through and there were deeper layers that I eventually got to with that um but it, you're usually in the healing journey you're going to work through whatever's right at the surface first and then maybe some of like the, the more of like the less painful traumas and then when you have enough safety in your system, you naturally start to work through the deeper traumas. It's very unlikely, unless you're bringing your ego into the healing journey, it's very unlikely you're going to get to the really deep, painful traumas on like day one, just because your unconscious is so intelligent that it won't let you get there. So I actually had a trauma come through that was, that was, I don't, I don't know if it's mine. I don't think it's mine, but I don't know for sure. Um, it was like a sexual trauma. That only came through a couple months ago. Um, so I was already on this journey for two years before that came through. So some of those like deeper, scarier traumas um, that we're unaware of are not going to come through through in the beginning because your unconscious is so powerful. Okay. I feel pressured how if I'm not able to perform well like my peers um, in the... Oh, well, we're not going to be... You're not performing in any of my programs. <laughs> There's no perform. The goal is to get out of the performance. The goal is to live. The goal is to relax. The goal is to find your ground of stability. The goal is to connect to your heart, right? The goal is not to perform or to compete or to compare. We're trying to dismantle those patterns because those patterns are also coming from ego. So as we dismantle those patterns, then it just feels, you feel safer anyway, right? So the whole energy and intention behind my programs is not to perform. It's, it's to, to feel good now. It's to find a ground of safety first, then find a ground of joy and abundance, right? It's hard to get to the joy and abundance if there is no safety. So we find the ground of safety first, then we build up from there. So I wouldn't worry about 
a pressure to perform, that's not going to be present in the container itself. If it's coming from, from your unconscious, um, then that's always something you can get support with, right? Like both programs have support channels. So that's what I would have to say about that. This is so good. Thank you everyone for coming. Well, I think that's, that's what we got today. This was a nice juicy live. Oh no. So you said in the past, I, I wasted 10 K on a mastermind and the coach is saying that you aren't performing well. Therefore I was traumatized. Yeah. So, Ooh, I want to say a couple things about that. Mm. I'm going to say a couple things about that. Cause I, I ran into this for a long time with my own past investments. I would say first you didn't waste the money. That may not be what you want to hear. You didn't waste the money. It was exactly what you needed in that moment. And although it sucks that you were traumatized and you didn't deserve that, right? Like you totally didn't deserve that. That was not your fault. I wouldn't look at that experience as I wasted the money. I would look at that as a learning experience and, and try to find a way to feel good about that money that you invested. Because when we form this association of like resentment or bitterness with money we invested in the past, it's going to be a lot harder for us to attract more money now. And so for a long time with my previous investments, if, if the coach wasn't exactly what I needed at that time, I, I had a lot of resentment. I had a lot of bitterness and anger and a lot of negative feelings about those situations in the past. And eventually I realized, oh, this is just making me feel shitty about money. Um, so maybe I would do like some healing on that and some forgiveness work on that. And really forget, forgive the person because they didn't know any better, right? They're probably not trauma informed. And so they couldn't have known better. Um, but also forgive yourself because usually what we, what we do with these investment, like bitterness and resentment vibes is we're blaming ourselves and we're saying that we, we, we did the wrong thing and therefore we can't be trusted with money. Therefore we can't be trusted to invest in ourselves. So there can be all of this like, really pressury energy around investing in ourselves or around money in general when we have all this bitterness and resentment for past investments. So look at doing some forgiveness work there maybe and especially forgive yourself. Um, and then, yeah. And then if she said that you aren't performing well, I mean, everyone's, everyone's different. And like the, the way I view things as a coach is I didn't used to view it this way. So I, I probably would have been like that coach two years ago, if I'm being honest, because I didn't know any better. Um, and I wanted to like push my clients, right? But how I look at client coach relationships now is I am this like non-biased container that you enter into and I hold you and you transform in whatever way you need to. So for some people, that means they make tons of money. For some people, that means they have to develop a lot of safety first. For some people, that means they have to take it slower. For some people, they're driven to take it really fast, right? So it really depends on the person. And I don't like, sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm only human, right? So sometimes I can let my ego get in the way, but, um, the way I really try to approach coaching now is I am this non-judgmental, unbiased container that you enter into and then it's your transformation. It's not even my, it's not even my work. Like I, I guide, but it's your transformation. Um, 
So that's maybe something to feel into when you think about joining my programs. Yeah, I joined her container right after a breakup. So maybe not being in the right state. Um, I used to blame myself why I chose her instead of, don't blame yourself. I mean, I know it's hard. It's easier said than done. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so get, give yourself some forgiveness for that experience. I know I definitely had to do that too. Um, and realize that at the time she didn't know any better and you didn't know any better, right? This is a big thing I had to work through with the not good enough pattern. Um, whenever we're blaming ourselves, we're blaming like our past self for something they didn't even fucking know, right? And so we can't like get to this place of feeling good enough now if we're putting all of this anger, resentment, pressure, blame on a past version of ourselves because that version of us is going to feel unworthy, right? And so we just perpetuate the pattern. Um, so forgiveness is big medicine here. Okay. Yeah, my prices have gone up. <laughs> yeah, they have. But we are doing extended payment plans right now um, for Expansion Mastermind if you're feeling drawn to that program. Um, so with Expansion, we're, we're like letting you into the program now um, for group support and like you get access to all the digital, uh, master classes and healings. There's 15 that are exclusive to expansion. You also get access to soul expansion membership. You get access to Voxer. The only thing you can't do in May is book one-on-one -on -one calls for that. You wait until June. Um, but that's why we're doing extended payment plans. So you kind of get like May what's remaining of May for like free. Like it's kind of like a, a bonus, like half month where you're not paying for that month. Um, and you get to join the program instantly. And then your official start date is June 1st. So that's why we're able to do extended payment plans because we're letting you join early so you can pay like, you know, seven months for a six month program. Um, and then I, I also, I don't usually advertise this, but I also do like other types of payment arrangements. Um, so if you feel called to do like a deposit and payment plans, you can do that, like a, a smaller payment plan after the deposit. I'm usually pretty flexible within my own boundaries around payments. So if there's ever like a situation where you're like, I really want to join this program, but this is not accessible for this reason, this would feel better. This would feel more supportive for me. Then we can always have an open conversation about that and feel into that together. Okay. All right. I'm going to hop off. I think I've been on here for like an hour. Um, so thank you for being here and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the show today. Thank you for being a loyal listener. If you've listened more than once, I really appreciate your time, your focus, your energy, and your attention. And so it is my heartfelt request that if you got something out of this episode, please write us a review, rate us, tell us exactly what you want to say, speak from the heart, speak from your soul. No review is too short or too long or anything that's too much or not good enough. It's all good. It's all good. We really love and appreciate your feedback. It just helps us make the show better and better, and it helps us get the show out to more people. As a reward for your time and energy writing a review, just take a screenshot of it before you hit submit. 
and email it to us at support at kristinkasinski.com. And we will give you free access to my work less, make more, the vibe masterclass and integration deepening call. This is over three hours of content that was recorded in 2022, early 2022 on my website. I currently charge money for it. I don't remember what we priced it at, but it's it's not currently for free anywhere else unless you write a podcast review, screenshot that review and send us an email. So the email address is support at kristinkasinski.com. I would love to gift you this free gift for your time and energy being a listener and writing a review. So if you have a few moments right now, I would really appreciate your words, your feedback, your shares and your love. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being you. I so, so, so appreciate you. And I'll talk to you soon.